making faces and making friends like you. And when we grow up, do you think we'll see that I'm still like you and you're still like me? I might be pretty, you might grow tall, but we don't have to change at all. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the August 23rd Autism Science Foundation Weekly Science Podcast. This week, a topic near and dear to my heart is both a parent and a sibling. Siblings! Siblings are fantastic. Now, my experience of siblings of people with a later onset psychiatric issue compared to more of a childhood onset disorder leads me to believe that literally the age of diagnosis makes a huge difference in the relationship between siblings and family dynamics. Sometimes the, the relationship between siblings with a later onset psychiatric problem can be very explosive and really disruptive to family dynamics and parents. But with younger kids, like those with autism, the age of diagnosis is lower and siblings can do more to help support both parents and their sibling through their life. But siblings are often left out of research and the research itself is inconsistent. Do they have more empathy, less empathy, more mental health needs themselves? These are complicated questions that need answers, but this week I'm going to focus on good news. Siblings help their autistic brothers and sisters, and now that's documented science. Now, there are very few longitudinal studies out there that could even answer this question. The ones that follow families from when their child was an infant through diagnosis and then follow them all the way to adulthood are few and far between. These studies, if they don't already, should include information on not just the autistic individual, but their parents, their siblings, caregivers, and family members. Siblings play a critical role in family dynamics. They stand up for the person with autism and their family in times of crisis. They give up time with their parents when the person with autism needs special attention. And when these people are kids, they don't always understand why or what's going on. But they do know that there's a child in their family that's different and has needs unlike other kids. They become resilient and strong and without even knowing it or maybe even doing anything out of the ordinary, now we know they improve the trajectory of the person in their family with ASD. And when I say trajectory, we know this because we have this important longitudinal data. At INSAR this year, I saw an incredibly smart and eloquent presentation from an early career researcher about how the presence of a sibling improved the trajectory of people with autism from childhood through adulthood. It showed how studies that are following up and helping families across their lives, not just at the time of diagnosis, but past the diagnosis into adulthood, are changing the way we think about families and individuals with autism. This study looked not just at the person with autism, but their sibling. This data came out of Kathy Lord's group, which has been following families from the days she was at University of North Carolina, then at Illinois, and then University of Michigan, and being there for them at every milestone. This study kept track of and helped and supported as many families as they could for as long as they've been around. Now, Nicole Rosen, a new student of Kathy's, who's going to help follow them and other families enrolled in the study and support them even more, 
wanted to know what role siblings played in the development of the person with autism if they had a sibling using standard measures of abilities called the Vineland Adaptive Scales. So she looked at the data and I wanted to share them with you at INSAR, but you know how I am. I wanna see them peer reviewed and published first. And this study was published recently. And so I'm thrilled and honored that Nicole agreed to answer a few questions about this work. So first I asked Nicole to introduce herself, explain what her interest in this topic is, discuss the study, and then of course, explain the findings and why the study is so important to families. So take it away, Nicole. Hello, thank you, Alicia and the Autism Science Foundation for having me. My name is Nicole Rosen and I am a third year doctoral student at UCLA working under the mentorship of Dr. Kathy Lord. And my primary research interest centers on the social development of individuals with ASD with a particular interest in how siblings impact that development. So my interest in studying siblings was really solidified when I was working in a social skills intervention for individuals with ASD. And related to social skills, we know that social interactions and relationships with peers are very important for various aspects of development, though in ASD in particular, we know that these interactions typically happen less frequently and are often of lower quality. And kind of knowing this, I was very interested in understanding how interactions and relationships with siblings who almost serve as this built-in friend or interaction partner could supplement the sometimes limited experiences that individuals with ASD might have with their peers. And I think the lifetime duration of the sibling relationship makes siblings especially important in ASD because we know that difficulties associated with autism typically tend to persist across the lifespan. So the sibling is in this unique position of being able to provide ongoing support for the individual with ASD. My interest in the role of siblings on development in ASD led to my current research interest on the influence of siblings on adaptive behavior trajectories in ASD, which I completed alongside my incredible co-authors, Dr. Jamie McCauley and Dr. Kathy Lord. We wanted to assess the role of siblings, as well as various sibling constellation factors, including birth order, gender of the closest age sibling, and gender match of the sibling dyad, so same gender or different gender, on adaptive behavior development across time. And adaptive behavior refers to the ability to successfully meet age-appropriate demands in everyday life. And it's an area of functioning that's notably impaired in ASD, and it has robust impacts on outcomes. I was particularly interested in this adaptive functioning component because research tends to show that adaptive skills may be malleable through the inclusion of proper supports. And given how accessible siblings are, especially during childhood and adolescence, I thought that it was possible that siblings could represent some sort of key medium through which individuals with ASD could actually gain greater adaptive skills. For this study, we drew participants from Dr. Lord's ongoing longitudinal study, which has assessed and tracked over 200 individuals with ASD from ages around two through their current age of around 30. And over these 28 years, Dr. Lord and the team have been able to collect incredibly rich information that has helped us to better understand the trajectories of development in ASD. And for this study in particular though, we looked specifically at ages nine to 26 because 
um, given our focus on siblings. By age nine, just about all participants with ASD with one or more siblings were living with their closest age sibling. So across our 17 year period included in this study, we were very encouraged to find that all participants showed consistent gains in adaptive skill development as a function of age, so across time. Though there was variability in the rates of growth based on sibling constellation group membership. And looking into this a little bit further, when we look at that presence of a sibling factor, participants with at least one sibling experienced greater rates of growth in adaptive behavior trajectories from childhood to adulthood than participants without siblings. We also found an unexpected interaction between the presence of a sibling factor and race, which showed that both white and black participants showed similar benefits of having siblings compared to not having siblings, though we did see that the effect was magnified among black participants. We don't yet entirely understand what this means. And of course, these findings should be interpreted with caution um, because we know that there are various confounding variables that could contribute to them. And thus we need replication, but it is an interesting um, start to this type of research. Additional advantages in adaptive skill growth were also noted for participants when their closest age siblings were male compared to female and when the participant and closest age sibling were the same gender compared to different genders. And importantly, these benefits were actually noted irrespective of birth order position. In thinking about why these findings matter, we think that this study may be helpful for family planning decisions because many families wonder about the impact of having multiple children on the development of the child with ASD. And this study seems to suggest that regardless of birth order position, having a sibling for individuals with ASD has positive effects on adaptive behavior development across time. These findings could also be useful when we're thinking about intervention planning, when it's appropriate for siblings to be involved, because we could potentially maximize adaptive skill development and overall outcomes for individuals with ASD through the inclusion of siblings in these interventions. Thank you, Nicole. Remember, every autistic person improved adaptive behaviors from late childhood through adulthood at about six months per year, so there was an effective age. But the presence of a sibling improved that even further. Adaptive behaviors are measures of abilities across different domains, communication, socialization, daily care, and other things. The finding is consistent with theories on how adaptive skills are learned, by modeling and watching, and reinforcement by peers. It increased more per year with siblings, but not always at the same rate across time. So the smallest amount of improvement was from 9 to 14 years of age, but the highest jump of improvement was 19 to 26 years of age, which increased the what's called adaptive age match score by about 2.36 years total. Now, I don't want you to think that everything was equal among everybody. There were some racial differences, and they're complicated, and they need further studies. First of all, there's low sample sizes and a lot of confounds to be considered. So the black people with autism in the study did seem to show better trajectories than white people with autism. And those with no siblings at all had a lower verbal IQ. 
Now, same gender siblings did the best brother to brother. But what surprised me was that people with autism that had a brother who were the closest age sibling showed even better adaptive scores than those who had a female closest age sibling. I would have expected the females to to make more of an influence. Call me stupid. It's not a simple story, but at the basis, siblings are super. They do so much more than just help their parents and survive. They help their siblings without even knowing it. And we need to do to help them. So before I conclude this podcast, I wanted to remind you, if you have an interest in siblings, ASF and L's for Autism organized a series called Sam Stick Together, led by the amazing Sam L's herself, who is an older sister to her brother, Ben. She and about half a dozen other panelists who are siblings themselves break down new research findings, and discuss challenges that siblings have and how having a sibling with autism has changed them. The next webinar is September 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Go to the ASF website to learn more about this webinar. Just do a search for Sam Stipped Together and it should pop up. This month's topic is transition. Goes along with uh, the feeling that from 19 to 26 years of age, Having a sibling helps individuals with autism the most. On this webinar, though, Julie Lowndes-Taylor, Gail Orsman, Megan Burke, who are all experts on this topic, are going to share what they know about the research behind transition and how siblings can be a positive part of the process. So I hope you all join us, whether you're a parent of a sibling and a child with autism, a sibling yourself, or a person with autism yourself who has a sibling who either wants to share something or just wants to listen. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.